Welcome to Dating in Dubai, an expat expose on what dating really looks like for expats in the Middle East. Hosted by me, Christiana Maction, aka the Dubai Matchmaker. Hello and welcome back to the Dating in Dubai podcast. Oh my goodness, it is season two, our premiere, and so much has happened. Again, my name is Christiana Maction, your Dubai matchmaker. And my gosh, I think it's been a year since we started the podcast. It is now August 2022 and a lot has happened over the year and since we took a break from season one. So like I mentioned, I am now known as the Dubai matchmaker and we have a major announcement. I am partnered with matchmaking giants, Patty Sanger and her team at Millionaire's Match. Sorry, Millionaire's Matchmaking. Why can't I speak? Millionaire's Club <laughs> and Sync Matchmaking. And we are now offering unlimited Dubai and global matchmaking. Get in contact if you are looking for that ideal partner and or to join our free network of VIP singles. We will get into that. But first, I want to introduce my amazing guests for <laughs> our premiere of season two. Guests, introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, uh, it's Holly and Annie here. Hi guys, yeah, I'm Annie, <laughs> and we are from the People of Dubai podcast, launching on the 5th of September. Thank you for having us. Of course, and ladies, the reason why I invited you on here is because there is so much negative, I guess, talk about dating in Dubai, and everyone always has this idea, I'm never going to find my partner here, but the two of you have successful stories. We sure do. Yes, yeah, so but we are going to do we've that. we've gone through a few wars to get there. <laughs> Exactly, and that, that's what we're going to talk about today. So first, Holly, introduce yourself in terms of where are you from, how long have you been in Dubai? Let's start there. So from the UK, from just outside London, 45 minutes out, I have been living in Dubai for about eight years now, um, and you were actually, I think, three years in, the first person I met, like, I think it was, yeah, I've known you for about four four years now yeah yeah we have we have known each other a long time and we will get into this later on but i was with holly when she met her current man you witnessed it you witnessed, <laughs> I witnessed it all and annie please tell us more about yourself hey everyone yeah so my name's annie i've been in dubai for eight years um and work alongside this lovely holly um to create our new podcast really and i know uh, me and holly actually moved here the same time didn't we um and i met you i actually met you we were it had a drink somewhere i was oh with holly goodness. so i had met you once but Look it's like <laughs> <laughs> well, always out and about yeah and annie we, we just saw, uh, saw each other in the lobby and you're like i see your face everywhere and i'm like here i am <laughs> you are like glowing oh i love it so, much. so i i know yeah. i went out with a, a mutual friend of ours last mm -hmm. week and you came up as topic of conversation because you yeah. are like, you are very hot right now. Um, <laughs> but honestly, we both said we can't knock your hustle. Like no. you literally was like, I know what it's like dating in Dubai and I'm literally going to push it to the level mm -hmm. and make a business out of it and have yeah. so many success stories. And you are doing it, girl. Good Aww, for you. Thank you so much. It's so funny how literally this was just an idea that happened maybe like in the start of pandemic and then here we are today. Honestly, COVID helped that creative thinking it for did. so many people. And like mm -hmm. I said to you earlier, when we were, when we weren't recording, I have been seeing your face everywhere. <laughs> You've been in the paper. I have, I have. Here I am. <laughs> we're like oh, fine girls. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I 
I always I have the hashtag game same, so I'm fine. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna get into the nitty gritty of it. So now you two are both happy in your couples, but let's talk about what it took to get there. Firstly, uh, I know that Annie, you can you tell us more about your story? Like you okay, moved so. here. Yeah, I've been with my current partner for 11 years. Mm -hmm. So we met in the UK. Um, It was actually, this is how long ago it was because he slid into my Facebook messenger. You wouldn't even say that, right? He poked me on Facebook. (laughs) Do you remember Remember the poke? Oh my gosh, so funny. Um, And then, yeah, we we kind of had, well, our families kind of knew each other. um, And it started from there. To be honest, I really was not. And it, they always say, don't they, that you find a partner when you're not necessarily looking. Always, yeah. And I just got out of a relationship and I thought, I don't want to meet anyone. Mm-hmm. And then um, along he came. <laughs> and we went um, for dinner um, and I just kind of was, ex- you know, thinking, oh, nothing's going to come of it. And then 11 years later, and we've been married two months. Um, <laughs> wow, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So we moved to Dubai about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, Dubai is a testing place to move to. Yes, definitely. And it's funny because so in my personal experience and in so many experiences from other people that I talk to, people that I have on the pod, we always say like for some some couples that Dubai is a place where relationships go to die. It's like a gravestone honestly, of graveyard think, of relationships. I honestly think it either makes or breaks you when yeah. you move here as a couple mm-hmm. because you I think you both kind of change in a way because Dubai's so fast paced and you're making new friends, you're going out more, you know, there's so much to do in Dubai and it's amazing. It's such a good you know like I said there's so much to do here but I think it tests you because Mm. you're going into a completely different country you don't know it's that work hard play hard mentality that you both have to go through and um yeah I think I think you change as a person coming to Dubai like not in a bad way Mm -hmm. but then it's obviously like like I'm assuming like you've been with your partner like what how old were you yeah, so I was with him when I was seventeen. Seventeen, wow. and then how you okay. how like you are now? Like mm. I'm so different from when I was seventeen to no, now. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So and I definitely mm. think I would have broken up with him about seven times <laughs> <laughs> since I've been here. Like once a year, I'm probably reevaluating it, and then I think it just that shift changes where you think, okay, like, and this is with every relationship, I think. If you don't, you're always going to go through lows, aren't mm-hmm. you? It's never going to be plain sailing, highs, good memories. And if you don't persevere through the low times, you're not going to, you're not going to be a strong couple and end up together. Yeah. And you either that's the point where it either makes or breaks you. And I think there were so many times, and communication is such, like for me, it's like the biggest key driver because if I hadn't have told my partner what I wanted how I wanted him to change Mm -hmm. and him saying exactly the same thing to me we wouldn't be in a relationship because we wouldn't have known how we both felt you know I I love this and I've been talking a lot about this recently it's called a relationship contract where basically and we we can get into but basically like it's when you sit down with your partner and you kind of say okay my needs are being met in xyz I need more of ABC, right? And you do that both sides and you kind of like promise to each other, okay, this is what we're going to work on. And then you revisit it once or twice a year. 
and I will 100% bring it up. I'll be like, Yay! excuse me, you did not do what you said you were going to do. And that's the thing. Though. We're going to get a contract by tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's the accountability of it. Yeah. And then it also, like, your needs are changing all of the time. And you either choose to evolve together. Like, oh gosh, I'm sure you and your partner have done mm-hmm. this 11 years. You either choose to evolve together or to not. Yeah, and, and we did it. And now mm-hmm. I think... It's so nice because we even look back now and we go, oh, do you remember that time when we literally didn't think we were going to get through it? And we did. And Mm -hmm. I think it's also being honest with other people. Like, of course, you're not going to be like if you are going through a rough time, I think it's fine to also voice that. I don't think that's that should be frowned upon. Um, So that's kind of my story. Um, (laughs) Perfect. No, no, that's good. Holly, so you tell us. I mean, you did lots of dating in Dubai before you met <laughs> Lots of dating. <laughs> okay, let's Sorry, hear Mom. about it. <laughs> Can I just say one thing? I do yeah. miss Holly's dating stories. I love the like, updates and see what happens. But obviously, I, I, I love her partner now, by the way, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was relentless. like, mm-hmm. But I look at it now as in, like, do you know what I think made me settle down and get a partner and find my partner was actually the pandemic as Mm. crazy as that sounds because I didn't realize like how maybe intimidating or not as open as I should have been like I was so career driven and I was like always going out wanting to do this and join Dubai and I had like goals for myself but I didn't actually naturally leave enough space for someone else to come in Mm. so I was like I wouldn't say self-sabotage, but it wasn't being very obvious that I wanted a guy. Mm -hmm. And then when the pandemic hit, I was living by myself. I wasn't in a relationship. I didn't even have anyone to message. Like I was like, literally like isolated on on an island. (laughs) I have a question. Were you on the apps? No. Were the apps like your major way of meeting people or no? Yeah. At the beginning of like coming into Dubai. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was always on the apps. And then I just found that the way they were being used and Mm. it was like the dating scene for me changed in Dubai. It Mm. was not as upfront as in like, we go for dinner, we go like, you know, I'll meet you face to face. Like I was very, I'm rubbish at messaging. Mm. So I, small talk is not my gig. So I just want, and I was finding it hard to find guys on the apps towards the end, which was like, you know, just go for a coffee or something like that, just mm. to like meet and then see if you have a chemistry, see if there is something there. But then it was just a lot of like small talk, like letting down. And I was like, do you know what? I haven't got the patience for this. So I just yeah. removed myself okay. from all that. Can we please hear the story in a bit, yeah. even now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh please. my God, what, what are you going to say? This is like the best pandemic, COVID pandemic story. So in Dubai, obviously you have to wear face masks in public. Well, uh, you know, during Before. the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you met a guy in a car park, do you remember? And um, you went for a coffee, you said that you agreed to go for a coffee with him. And then he you took his mask he, off. You took his oh mask off and didn't he have really bad teeth? Yeah. Um... Or he had no teeth. <laughs> that, yeah i know it was a cold sore so he had like a cold oh, sore. yeah it was lovely. like yeah it was just like not cute Tasty. yeah <laughs> i thought you were gonna tell the story it was not like so much on the date but i was yeah. like rushing to leave mm-hmm. and i had all these like um silk masks made and mm. i stupidly put them in my underwear drawer 
and I accidentally went out with a pair of knickers <gasps> and I pulled it out. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, so embarrassing. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> that's, that's, that's hilarious. Wait, but let's go back to that because in the pandemic, right? And I, I had a, yeah, I was with a friend and we were walking uh, the marina. And it's funny because at that time everybody had to wear masks, right? And we were walking, we would see these guys. We're like, where did all these freaking hot guys come from? <laughs> And then no, yeah, and then they pulled down their mask, and you're like, oh, okay. You're like upper face ten, bottom face two. Average that out. He's a six. <laughs> it makes a difference, honestly. Massive, massive difference. <laughs> All right, so then let's get into. So you took yourself off the app. Yeah. So you were done with them because you don't like the messaging, the back and forth, like just to get on a date. So then, what were you doing? in terms of like you were talking about pandemic really forced you into thinking or in that mindset of you know what i'm actually ready to have a partner yeah and what happened after that i would say i just started to put myself out there not even in the case of like going dating but just not saying no to things like Mm -hmm. if a girlfriend was like meet me at a bar i'll be there like literally like i met my partner as you know you were there we went to a brunch Mm -hmm. and Everything that day was stopping me from going to that hotel. But I was like, no, I am really? destined. I remember. Oh, my gosh. Holly, tell the story. Because so the brunch that we went to, there's two different locations of the oh, same hotel. Story. Yeah. And you ended up going to the one on the Palm instead of the one in DIFC. Yeah. And you're like, but I'm on my way. I'm coming. Yeah, literally. And I think so many other things. No, I had a leak in my apartment in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. They stopped the leak. And I was like, do you know what? I'm not even going to bother. I was like, I don't care. I can still get ready. I'm I'm going. Mm-hmm. And the hotel on the Palm I went to, it was the one right at the end. Like it took yeah, me like I even know. half an hour Forever. to get to that one. And I was like, might be an hour late to brunch but I don't care like I am going and I need to get myself out there Mm -hmm. and also like I know it sounds really sad but like living alone like I really like missed like I'm gonna tell you living on your own so I always say to tell people not to say alone say on my own because then it feels more empowered oh okay (laughs) (laughs) I love that yeah I was like I really wanted like connection and I was like I can't I'm never going to meet someone in my apartment yes correct so I've got to get myself out there get my best dress on had a blow dry done and I was like feeling good and I was like I I'm not wasting this Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know a good hair day and a good outfit is hard to waste or do you just wear it again the next day then it's fine yeah (laughs) then you take photos in it okay so this is a success story so since we're already there let's talk about it and then we'll go into other things so well, did you see this? I, I know the story, but tell the listeners. Did you see this person from across the room? You locked eyes. Chemistry, bang, fireworks. Or was it a slow burn? No, there was definitely something there when I saw him. Okay. I think because he's, he's quite well built. Yeah. And he's South African. So I have ties with South Africa. Like, it, mm-hmm. South Africa's like my, my home. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I heard that accent, I was like, automatically I was like we have so much in common we had like and the conversation just flowed and I knew there was something there because like my friends even knew like left me to it and I think I stood with him for quite some time at brunch 
And then at the end of brunch, I remember he came up and said goodbye to me. And I was like, usually like, you know, from being in Dubai eight years, if you've got a time waster or not. I know that sounds yeah. awful, no, for but sure. like someone who just bumps into you and then you talk to them and then you can see them like two hours later. And it's like, you didn't even have that conversation. Like, it's mm -hmm. kind of like, I could see that like, we we had that chemistry and we were like looking at each other, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and give him his due, like he took my number and he followed it through. Okay, now this is interesting because we get this a lot and people are always asking about, okay, he took my number or he has my number from an app, what happens next? And some people will say, oh, that they'll message them again or they'll try to reach out to me, find them on Instagram. What happened in your case? So he messaged me, to be honest with you, it's, it started off bad, but he messaged me at 2 a.m. He was at mm. the same evening and I was like, this is a booty call. I yeah. was like, hell no. Mm. So for two months, I, I blocked it. I was like, oh. I was like, see ya. I was like, you kind of let yourself down. And I was like, I haven't got time for this. <laughs> Poor guy was just, he's a bit married. He just wanted <laughs> to have a discussion. No, but the not at 2 a.m. I was not, like, not at 2 a.m. After if, brunch. Yeah. If you're a single, single gal, he's a single guy. He asked for your number. Like if this is a serious guy, like listen, he, and also he probably was on it for like 10, 12 hours, right? He's serious and he needs to text you either like before 9 p.m. Correct. Like sober day of light. By the yeah. way, this is how out the day. game of I am because I was so naive, like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's hope I don't get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, let's be honest, you've been drinking for like all day. Like, exactly. what is going to happen? I was like, what? Like, I was like, I was like, no, I was like, not mm -hmm. my vibe and not what I want. Like, the thing exactly. is, I just knew what I wanted. Anyway, cut a long story short. Two months went past and he actually found me on Instagram. We ended up wait, having wait, a mutual wait. friend. Sorry, question for you. So then he messaged you at 2 a.m. Did you respond? Nope. And then did you immediately block him? Uh, or what happened? Or did he message again? No, he didn't message me again. I think I think I blocked. I can't remember. Babe, you don't know how to block people. You're not yeah, I, I, or I deleted it. I was like, see okay. ya. I was like, whatever. <laughs> like, mm. I just didn't pursue that okay. message. Okay. Um... But I knew we had chemistry because I did remember him the next day and I was like, oh, damn. And I remember speaking to a girlfriend of mine. She was like, mm -hmm. did you meet anyone? Because she knew I wanted to meet someone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I did get talking to this guy, but, but he messaged, messaged me yeah. at 2 a.m. Um, okay, so fast forward two months later, he finds you on the gram. What happens next? He was a gentleman. He mm -hmm. messaged me and um, I remember I was in the office and he said, he, he kind of like, introduced himself again to me so to speak Good. and said like how's your day going and he was like version 2.0 yeah yeah <laughs> he's had two months time out to think about what he did <laughs> <laughs> and um he asked me for sundowners mm -hmm. and i was like and he said i'll come and pick you up like after okay. work today and i was like do you know what day of yeah oh gosh okay. and i was like let's do it so I was like scrambling for makeup in the office, like mm. anything I could find to be like, get a bit of glam up. Um, that's why you need to leave the house when you're single, very, very prepared, because you don't know what's gonna come your way. Oh. Um, and then we just went on sundowners and it was just, we laughed about what happened and, and I got to know him as a person and I, it's not who I thought it was texting me at 2 a.m. Or maybe he had some revelations over the two-month period. And was like, man, I messed this up. 
also that's so attractive what he mm-hmm. did mm. it's yeah. so like even him just messaging you on instagram that's so mm. nice that he went out of his way and found you do you know what i mean and like mm. wanted to persevere like you know persist absolutely absolutely because mm. it's kind of like talk is cheap like well you know what it is it's him being the hunter right yeah. like he was in the wild <laughs> on the instagram <laughs> found your profile searched you up no i'm kidding but um that's funny that so i usually say not to accept the day of dates because you're always busy you have plans Oh, you know, I have plans tonight, but I'm free Monday or Wednesday. Oh, or I like that. Oh, you too cool for school. Yeah, <laughs> I think you can do that. I like one. that. The but thing listen, is, if, there's no rules, really, let's be honest. If, but, um, yeah. he, if Holly said that and he said, what have you got going on? You wouldn't be able to lie. <laughs> listen, e- even if your plans are eating Doritos and ice cream on the couch, you have plans. Oh, plans are fun. Oh, blah, blah. Oh, plans are fun. Because he doesn't need to know you. He doesn't know you yet. You don't That's need to give him true. any information. <laughs> That's very true. But anyway, so you go on the Sundowners, and then what has happened since then? Was it like a slow burn? Was it nope. like super fireworks? What happened? Straight in. Straight yeah. in. We've, so far, like, we've gone on, like, three long holidays with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, We've met each other's family. Wow. We're going up to two years now. Um, We live together. Oh gosh, wow. When did you guys move in together? So we moved in really soon. So what what's really soon? Tell us. I would say it was like nine months, eight, nine months. I, I think that's fine. Yeah, around yeah. that period. Yeah. I you know what it's like in Dubai when your rent comes up and mm. it's like you're in discussions and I was pretty much already living there. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And it was like it just did not make sense. And I think what was a test for us is we actually had when like COVID was at its height, we had to quarantine with each other. So we had a test. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So we were like, okay, we haven't killed each other after I think it was like 10 days. Did we have to? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it's 10 days. It's like, it was 10 days. Yeah, yeah, 10 days where we had to like stay isolated. Everything, like we didn't even pop out. We didn't even leave like the apartment wow so how, how big was the apartment one bedroom baby oh, one bedroom my God. yeah at least it wasn't a studio yeah. <laughs> that's hard yeah <laughs> wait wait how many bathrooms um well it's one and then a closet filled with his golf club so okay. technically one bathroom oh that's also hard okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but you stood the test of that quarantine 100 percent, 100 we didn't end up killing each other and we got to know each other a lot mm-hmm. because to be honest with you like when you are dating and you live apart you don't yeah. actually know that person like it's mm-hmm. so different from sitting down at dinner with someone for like 1, two three hours like when you're solidly with someone and they see you like no makeup raw vice versa it's well, it's you, a test. You know what it is for me? Like, if I do start to date somebody, I want to see what their house looks like. Oh my god, that's so. Yeah. So, Annie, when you were dating, obviously, you guys were together though since you were seventeen. Like, when did you guys move in? So we actually we first moved in when we moved to Dubai. Oh, so you didn't even live. We with didn't one even another? live with each other oh, in the mad. UK. I know, yeah. crazy, absolutely crazy. Okay. And 
you know what it's like when you so when I went to my partner's house mm-hmm. he lived with his parents okay and you ch- you really judge their bed sheets like do you know what I mean 1, like it was like these blue checkered and I was like where's the white bed sheets babe like we need <laughs> to know what I mean uh, or or you there's no headboard there's no oh. artwork you're like okay what is going on I mean here? it was also a single bed as well <laughs> oh <laughs> getting cozy (laughs) um and then yeah we moved in but then that's exactly the same thing isn't it it's a test like when you live together it's funny because you just you (laughs) it's like oh I don't know it's just like little things that you do I don't know um like he has such a routine and I was I'm like this is so I, I know exactly what you're about to do whereas for me I like the kind of spontaneity like oh do we go out this evening like I don't know and then it's you know, if you cook, I always cook and then sit and eat my food and then I like clean up afterwards. He doesn't. He cleans up after he's made his food, so his food's going cold. Oh, wow. And it's so weird when you see this like when you when you live There's with someone, I'm yeah. like, God, you're a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny, because I've lived on my own like for so long, I I notice things that I do but that I think are normal, but then when you said when you add like another person or partner in that life, you're like I don't approve that. <laughs> it also points them out. Yes, definitely. You know how you mentioned about this contract, like the relationship yeah, yeah. contract. We literally had not a meeting, but we sat on the sofa, and I remember being like, "What's your jobs? What's my jobs?" Because yeah. I need to, like, we need to work this out because I'm not cooking and washing up, or you know what I mean. Can I just yeah, say yeah. that that's the first thing Annie done? So with our podcast together, mm-hmm. she first thing she said, she's like, "Right, what are you gonna do, and what am I gonna do?" <laughs> I like, to know, I like to know what each other's... Ex- but it's good. Yeah. So then, have you had this conversation with your guy? Yeah, I think my main thing is, is like, ours was more of like the financial talk, living I, with each other. This is exactly what I wanted to talk about today, is mm. the finances in a relationship, because I don't know if you girls are on Facebook groups, I'm sure that you are. And you've been seeing all these comments, people blowing up about who pays for what, who pays for yeah. this. I have my own opinion on that, Ooh. but I really want to know from you guys. So you're now living with your guy. Yeah. What is the financial talk? So the financial talk with us is we are 50-50. Okay. When we first started... I have a question. Go. Is your salary the same? See, this is the difficult thing. Is okay. He doesn't know mine and I don't know his. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about this. Annie, what do you do I for love, guys? This is so interesting. Yeah, <laughs> let's get into it. This is it. such a talk. So I remember when I first moved in with Dan, I didn't know his salary. Okay. And then, like, when you're doing the bills and when you're looking at money and when mm-hmm. you're looking at saving for something, you kind of need to know, right? Correct. So it was so funny. Like, you can pinpoint when you first... Um, you know when you first um, get to know their like what they're on and stuff yeah. so then I remember that's like such a big step in the relationship mm-hmm. but with us um, we kind of do 50-50 he's on more but he's on yeah he's on a higher salary but then we kind of split the bills and we split the rent but then when it comes to like holidays or mm-hmm. date nights and things he would pay because yeah. we split 50-50 on the, the rent and things yeah, yeah. Okay. So there is that expectation that he has to get his he has to get his wallet out. So then, mm. is he making a lot more than Not you? Loads marginally, more. marginally. More? Okay, but I I would agree with that. And what Holly was saying, like I I remember I was dating a guy 
And he, from the UK, but originally, where is he from? Oh, the Netherlands. So, you know, going Dutch. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, but the whole point was um, that we dated for, oh, like, I think we were on, like, date number seven or something like this. And he was always praying. And then he brought up the conversation. He was like, listen, like, he's like, I don't mind paying a lot, but he's like, I would actually prefer to split the bill. And this was like when we had already decided, okay, we're going to be together. And, um, and I said, I have no problem doing that, but it needs to be fair. So I told him straight up how much money I was making. And I said, you don't need to tell me exactly how much you're making, but then how much percentage should I be paying of the bill? And you know what he said? He was like, you know what? Just take care of the chips. Because like, I was so honest with how much I was making at that time. I was working in education, so I really wasn't making a lot. So I had told him that. And then I think that that's more fair, right? When you look at it, because when you're splitting 50, 50, let's say I'm making 20, you're making 60. Why am I splitting 50, 50 with you? Exactly. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. I think, so me and Holly discussed this on um, our old series of our podcast, Life Mm -hmm. and Laughter DXB, and we spoke about the languages of love. Okay. And one of the languages is gifts and like money, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So I think as well, maybe I'm wrong, but like someone buying you something could mean so much to you, whereas someone like doing a gesture for me will mean way more than me so Mm. like for example the money for me like I really like it when my partner buys me something or gives me something I think Mm -hmm. wow that's really nice whereas if I did that for him he really wouldn't wouldn't really care yeah no and and I totally get that like I that's my top love language I love receiving gifts acts of service all of that but I do think and I'm not this is really broad and very but like no but I think like even though we're all independent women, is we do like to be like cared for, of course. Like and it's that biological. is yeah, 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 like that mm-hmm. is the thing as well. Is like, it, I really notice when my partner just goes like, he'll just get something because yeah. we go fifty fifty, and when it wants off, like it me, it does mean so much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's like a a thing like you know what your partners are, Nanny. Because you've been together for like 11 years, you're like, you're married. Like, I would. I was gonna say, you're also married too. Yeah. So, like, if I was married to someone, 100%, like, I would like to be at that stage of like. I would also need to see their bank statements and what things they're investing <laughs> yeah. in before I, before I sign a marriage contract. That's like, you get me. to that level of relationship, but then the thing is, I don't know what level of like at a relationship when it's okay to be like, to um, really go deep into you're finance. Li- you're living together. Yeah, very you're, true. You're, you're splitting bills, like e- even if, like, I I know that some people feel so uncomfortable with talking about money and the amount of money I that they do. make. See, I'm so open. I love talking about numbers, and I think that we need to make it more, I guess, the norm to discuss. Okay, I'm on this salary. You're on that salary. Because I remember before I started this business, I was um I was in a school, and one of the girls who had the same exact position as me, same exact degree same exact uh experience i was getting paid five and a half thousand more than her a month which makes no sense to me and she was even slightly older than me so when i told her my salary and i i knew i was leaving already i was like you need to fight for a higher salary i was like that's ridiculous Mm -hmm. so i think like when people just start normalizing that talk about money then it's not so weird anymore 
But you could do, I mean, I know you say you feel uncomfortable talking about money, but even just say, like, this is the amount of money I make a month. What makes sense for us in terms of splitting? I, I find it it's so... Good. <laughs> He's going to be listening to this be like, I'm not going to go home tonight. <laughs> so, me and Dan... It's okay. No, 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 no. You, no, you, okay. you can say your partner's name. When we talk about other people okay, that might not be the yeah. best, then we don't say their name. Yeah. Okay, so me and my husband, yeah. we sp- first spoke about money when we moved in with each other. Mm-hmm. So that was like five years into the relationship. And if I knew, I still don't know whether it would have changed things as much. So obviously, we didn't know at that point we were going to get married. Mm-hmm. But you live together. And even if we were get even if I knew we were getting married, would I still need to know his salary? Do you know what I mean? Like, what does it what what does it mean for me? So knowing the salary, if you're splitting bills with somebody, splitting the rent, right? You would mm. need to know kind of like how much everybody makes, so then it's fair. I would say. I know. I'm worried that I might earn more than him though. Well, End up then, shooting myself in the foot. Run. <laughs> run, run, run. No, I'm kidding. But. But I know, Anna, you were saying that your partner then takes you on a holiday or he pays for dinner, things like this, and then it evens out in the end. And it's things like one day, if you ever have children, you go on maternity mm-hmm. leave or something like that, then that's when you would expect, like I would expect for him to be putting his hand in his pocket and that's not, another, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's 100%. such a difficult thing because even now when you know, there'll be something that comes up and you go, oh, do we split this? Do we not? Do we? And even when you're married and your kind of money's still in your same pot. So I am actually really strong about, I feel really strongly about this, about Mm. having your own money. Yes. So (laughs) like, I definitely, I don't, you know, when you're, I have friends and I know of people, they put all their money together. And if you ever break up, I know you shouldn't think like it, mm-hmm. but you should never let, you should never, ever, never, ever, 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 yeah. And I've seen it happen and it makes me so sad. So even now, like I will always have my own pot of money and I will always look out for myself. It's, it's just a smart thing to do. And I've been a realist. Yeah, for sure. And it's not saying like you're preparing for a breakup or anything like that, but it's just much easier to divide things if it ever does come to that point. Mm. I had a friend like that. They're married now, married couple in New York. They're good. But um, when they were dating in New York, we were in our 20s at the time, and they were living together, and they had the money talk. Okay, you make this, I make this, let's talk about this, how are we splitting this, blah, blah, blah. But then they actually created a joint account where they would put money from their salaries every month into, like, a holiday fund. So that's how they kind of, like, joined their money, but they always had separate. I know know people who do that, and and it's actually the most sensible, and it avoids any arguments That's or disagreements do. yeah we basically do that yeah. so i think that you can write any relationship that works for you 1000 percent. um when i think about dating in this context like with money and like maybe like i would love to get your opinions as well there's like i said these facebook threads and people are going off because uh some one side says the guy should pay for the first date Another side says, I'm an independent woman. I'm going to split the bill. And even somebody was like, I will pay for the whole thing. I was like, well, why? But okay. (laughs) But anyway, let's go down the line. First date, who pays? Annie, you go first. The man. Holly. The guy. Okay. Second date, who pays? The man. The man. Third date, who pays? 
the man. And then I think the fourth, that's when it changes. 50-50 was mine. Okay, I have a three to one rule. Oh. You do three things nice for me, I do one thing nice for you. <laughs> and But obviously, if you're in a relationship with somebody, it all gets muddied a bit. And like mm. it's never like three to one, three to one. But yeah, I mean, when I think about dating and in this world, complex 2022 world, um, women put a lot of effort into putting themselves out there, going on a date, you know, like sometimes it could be exhausting. It's all that energy that you expend, also the energy and getting ready for it. <laughs> yeah, the man should definitely be paying on first, second, I say third. And then, yeah, if he's a good boy, you still want to continue, you treat that boy with something else. <laughs> No, no, no. And that's something else is not romantic. Not <laughs> what you're thinking. Meaning you then take him out or you plan a date. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> not dessert. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Because everyone's banging off about this. But then I mm-hmm. think, what about, like, time? Like, time is so valuable. So yeah. if you look, you wouldn't look at someone's day necessarily and be like, okay, you work this many hours, so that means you have to do this in the house. Do you know what I mean? Okay, explain that further. So say, for example, like me and my husband, I work shorter hours than him. Okay. I wouldn't look and be like, oh, because you work shorter hours, then you should do like the cooking and the cleaning. Oh, no, no, no. I I think that all of those and another topic that we can talk about is sometimes in relationships, a lot of people talk about compromising or sacrificing. And I think that those words are so negative. Instead, you need to turn it around and say we're coming to an agreement on something because then nobody feels like they're losing. Because when I say I'm sacrificing something or compromising in my head, that's a negative connotation and it makes me think I lost something where in actuality, when you're sitting down, you're doing like a relationship contract. You both are coming to an agreement together. What are your thoughts on that Two lovely ladies in successful relationships? (laughs) I well. I can relate to that because I'm so stubborn. Okay. I'm so stubborn and I, it would, it would bug me like and and itch at me if it was a case of like, I've sacrificed this because you hold on to that. And then when that person literally Mm -hmm. does not sacrifice something for you, then it Mm -hmm. becomes a bit tit for tat. Correct. And that's becomes really like, that's when it becomes a bit toxic Mm -hmm. and it's just not healthy. As long as I'm not compromising. <laughs> <laughs> that is fine. Yeah. Exactly. That is fine. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I love this so much. Now, both of you are super duper happy. Question. If, let's say, tomorrow you were single in Dubai, would you get on an app? What would you do? What would be your feelings? Tell me. Honestly. I wouldn't. I want to get dressed up, go out with the girls, yeah, and me meet too. people that way. I would like, yeah, I would love to do that rather than it be through a phone. Yes, definitely. Also, do apps, and I don't know whether they do this, but do they have? I would love to hear someone's voice if I was speaking to them on an app. Okay, you, okay. So I think it's super creepy, but one of the apps does do that. You you can leave a voice note on your profile. Oh really? Oh, it's creepy. 
It's super creepy. You, you know it's what like I can do? It's like a voice message. A- after this, I can play you some. Oh, okay. Yes, please. I really want to. All my cringe. single friends, I'm literally like, can I have your phone? And I sit on their apps and I go through people and I'm like, yes, no, yeah. And I'm literally like, and then like someone will message and I'll be like, oh my God, I've got to think of the one liner and I love it. And then yeah. they're like, no, Annie, your chat's not good yeah. at all. You've been out of the game over a decade. <laughs> yeah. So my dating would be awful. Be like, how's the weather? You'll poke someone on Facebook. Oh my god! I don't even think you can poke anybody anymore. I, I, I think after Me Too, they got rid of that. Yeah, like, no more poking. <laughs> and Holly, would you get on the apps? No, no. I think my my patience and kind of what I want, I would just need to see someone in person, okay. and just like that interaction, I would know automatically, like sounds awful, like how they're dressed, how they carry themselves, how they speak to me, how we engage their confidence, everything, I'll just, I'll be able to tell. And I just think, I don't know, I'm, I'm in my thirties now and I just, I wouldn't have the patience to be like flicking through and like doing, how's your day? Oh, what no. have you been up to? I'll be like, nah. What nah. do you think about apps? Oh no, I'm so, my number one is delete the app. Yeah. I do understand that some people are, are on the apps because maybe their jobs or their schedule, it's difficult for them to meet someone or maybe they suffer from social anxiety and it's much easier to connect with mm. somebody over an app. I understand that. But my honest advice is to invest in like hobbies, like hobbies and interests. Like you were out with your friends. You just mentioned going out with the girls. And because if you're doing things like that, you're most likely going to meet somebody who's interested in something similar. So you two met at a brunch, right? So, okay, you both know you guys like to have a good time and maybe the music was the same or whatever it was. 100%. <laughs> but yeah, you get, you, you get more We love them. a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, can you please give us your final advice for singles in Dubai? Since both of you are in successful relationships, what would you have to tell the singletons? I would say give time. Give time to like make time for meeting someone and actually invest in it. Like nothing is just going to come anything in Dubai. Nothing's going to kind of like be right by your doorstep. You need to work at it. Mm -hmm. And also like figure out what you want. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many like my friends and also like I waste time. Like I look at kind of my old dates I've been on and I wish I had the courage back then to be like, and also just straight to the point, not in a rude way, but, as soon as I met a guy, I knew he wasn't like the one or I knew he wasn't. But you dragged it on. I dragged it on. Yeah. And and I just was like, I should have just been like, thank you so much. So lovely to like speak to Me, you, whatever, bye. but bye. Mm-hmm. Like, I think as well, just know what you want and you make time for it and you'll get it. Awesome. Annie? Difficult one. So I think just enjoy it, have fun and meet people that you wouldn't, speak to people you wouldn't necessarily speak with you know definitely um and like holly said just cut cut the the bs yeah just, just get you know and um you know I, yeah just put yourself out there have fun enjoy it don't take things too seriously and also if someone like when i met my husband i did not fancy him on the first date mm. And the the amount of people that then don't go further because they don't fancy them or they're not attracted to them. But now the things that I'm attracted to about him are like the qualities and like his values and stuff. Mm. 
and you can't, I don't think you can really get to know someone on a first date. Uh, like, sometimes. Obviously, there are things where you're like, oh, absolutely not. Like, yeah. don't. Breaker. Yeah. <laughs> Non-negotiables. Don't yeah, eat with yeah, your mouth yeah, open. Yeah. But I definitely think, sometimes if you're not sure, maybe just go on that second date. I, I love this advice because obviously like as a matchmaker like i get the feedback after a first date and it's interesting because i'll i'll get both feedback and sometimes they'll be like oh you know what like i'm i'm not really sure and because i know the two of them separately like through interviews i will tell them i know that you're compatible because xyz just give it another shot and then they'll go on the second date the third date and be like actually i want to continue seeing this person yeah. so i love that i had you two on because Annie, you had a slow burn and you had fireworks. <laughs> That's so, so true. So it it can happen in both ways, both scenarios. But um, so I'm just gonna before we sign off, can you guys please tell us your socials? Where do we find you? Okay, so we're launching on the fifth of September. Mm-hmm. We are the people of Dubai, a new podcast out in Dubai. You can find us on Instagram, the the underscore pod xb. Or you can email us at hello at thepodxb.com. Awesome. And for those of you who are single in Dubai, please join our free database of elite VIP singles, www.christianamaction.com. And if you are interested in curating matchmaking for yourself, either here in Dubai or globally, hit us up. And we will see you next Tuesday for your dose of dating in Dubai. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Dating in Dubai. And if you are still looking for solutions in your love life, please visit us at www.christianamaction.com. We are in partnership with Millionaires Club. Yes, that is the Miss Patty Stanger and Sync Matchmaking, helping you find your ideal partner either in Dubai or globally. Follow us on socials at christiana.maction.matchmaker and we will see you next Tuesday for your dose of dating in Dubai.